What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. We're talking MLS Cup playoffs. A lot going on this week. I mean, the, the playoffs have been going crazy. I mean, a lot of thoughts of goals, especially out here in LA. We got to see LAC versus Vancouver. Obviously, seven goals in this game. Who would have thought? It was exciting. Uh, let's talk to. Let's bring in Justin Ruderman. Justin, how you doing? Doing well, man. Yeah, playoffs underway. Best of three underway. Um, we, we're gonna get into it. It's a lot to talk about. Yeah, and I think to me it was like, well, just just being at the game, I was like, there's a, there's just a lot going on this weekend, you know. Just uh, just you got look, you got the World Series going on. Obviously, NFL is going on. Um, basketball started. So, like in October, you kind of have essentially almost every sport going on, and just saw you know obviously footy and everything. But it was just it's so many things going on around the same time, and obviously it was also Halloween weekend. Um, did you do anything for Halloween? Nah, not really. I'm not a Halloween person so much. What? Why not? I don't know. I've just never been like a costume person. You know, like I'll go and and go to the party or whatever, but I'm not the guy who's gonna like dress up and win a costume contest well you know i mean you don't gotta go all, all out but you can dress up as you know i'm, I'm the guy who will like i'm the guy who will use whatever is in his closet and come up with something yeah that's all you gotta do you don't you yeah don't, that's what you i do yeah you, yeah you don't yeah. gotta get that creative but i actually like on saturday night man not every not all of us can be uh some yahoo sports writer and go party after the game <laughs> uh that's funny well you should because it's a lot of fun um it's a, it's a lot of fun bro you got you got to go I, I feel like halloween's like one of those holidays that you got to go out there and enjoy it and you know celebrate it and i don't know i mean dress up as a soccer player by the easiest thing you know there you go that, that'll do it yeah no i mean saturday night man we were working <laughs> when it comes to fun justin justin uh you know i justin prioritize enjoy, my enjoy. job yeah <laughs> You can do both, bro. Come on. Come on. You can do both. The parties uh, don't start to like 10, 11 o'clock at night. You know? That's when Justin's writing his articles for his loyal subscribers. Yeah, that's true. You get the look, you can get the job done. And then if you have time after that, you know, you go out. I'm not I'm not there saying sacrifice. I'm not saying sacrifice. I agree saying... with you. I agree with you, Gio. <laughs> okay, let, let's talk about this game since uh no fun Justin is around today. <laughs> <laughs> Justin clearly does it. Oh, by the way, um, what did I you do, Gio? To... Tell me about tell me about your activities. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, I ended up going, uh, I went out to, uh, I usually don't, don't go out, but to West Hollywood, but I went to, to West Hollywood. Um, and I went out there cause it's, that's the time of year that it's like, at least for me, it's like the funnest It's like all the, all the bars, clubs and everything are just like open. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And it was just going, I went with a couple, couple friends, just went out there, you know, but I went Friday. I went Friday before the game. I went Friday. I see. I see. So my question then is, how much did this 
uh, Halloween weekend, all of these other events going on, whether NBA, NFL, et cetera, uh, MLB playoffs, how much did that contribute actually to the lack of fans we saw at BMO Stadium? Or was it really a result of the best of three and people thinking, well, the first game doesn't matter? How much is attributed to each of those? Well, that's my point. That's my point. That's what I was going to bring up. I think it, it has to do a lot. I, th- I think it's just one of those with so many, so many things just different going on. Um, I feel like, and especially when it's Halloween weekend, those those are the events people t- tend to have parties or host parties or want to go to parties. And yeah, there wasn't that many folks at BMO Stadium, and it didn't really get full, you know. And I think I think it's. I think it's obviously the diehards are always going to be there. They're always going to show and so support their club. Um, and obviously us that, you know, we're, we're at pretty much every single game. But I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't surprised when I pulled up. And, I, and it was also a five o'clock game. So that kind of, I want to say that kind of maybe throws it off too. Because it's a little earlier than what we used to post to like the seven o'clock game. You know, so pulling up to the stadium around like what, I forgot what time I pulled up, like four or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was it was it felt a little odd because I'm so used to getting there at you know like six or whatever. It felt it was just it was just a little odd for me because I've been so accustomed to coming at a certain time and coming in a couple hours earlier. It just it felt a little weird for me. And but I think I think just the Halloween weekend also had had a lot of things to do with it because people are planning. You know, you got if you're wearing a costume, it takes you a little bit more time and all the you know. And you, if you're setting up a house or you're going to different spots. It's it's a whole thing that it's almost you got to plan out like quite a few you know quite a few hours for this and yeah maybe going to an LAFC game um, if you have plans if you're hosting things it may get in the way of those things. Uh, that's a great point, and the timing thing is actually a great point as well. Not just because it was five p.m. and early for you know a normal game start, but Google listed the game as six p.m. and it confused a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. I know a few LAFC fans at least expected to get out of work at 5 p.m., drive the hour, and get there for kickoff, and therefore were late for the game because they, you know, thought that they should trust Google, and Google was wrong. And for that reason, you know, a lot of websites go off of what Google says. A lot of websites had it down as a 6 p.m. kickoff, which is uh, a very big mistake to make on a playoff game. Yeah, no, and it's yeah, I, I didn't know that because I, I even when I. I don't know if I look, and I didn't look at Google. I think I just got the email of the information. Yeah. But yeah, when that throws that 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 could be another thing that threw people off. But yeah, six o'clock. Yeah, I, I posted on Twitter about it because I saw people like, oh, five p.m. I was like, it's not five p.m. I mean, it's not six p.m. Yeah, it's it's five p.m. start. So uh, yeah, very interesting one. But once it got into the stadium, it was it was a good game. Once the game got kicked off, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was a good game. I mean, two four goals in the first half. It was it was pretty it's pretty good. Vancouver looked good. I know they got they ended up getting punished in the second half, but they looked really really good in that first half. You know, just like anytime LAFC score, they just had an answer. And then Boanga did his thing. I think in the second goal. Um, but yeah, I was I was surprised that the game finished the way it did because it was a lot closer in that first half. Yeah, I think that. It was very interesting to me because I didn't expect that game to be played the way it was. I expected to have Vancouver sit in a mid to low block for especially those first 20, 25 minutes there. You don't want to allow LAFC to score that first goal. We all know that. But if you allow them to score it early as well, they're going to then start piling on the goals, which you saw, right? But I think that 
uh, Vancouver were very willing to go head to head with LAFC. No fear at all for minute one. As you say, they were just playing a, a very uh, intense style of brand of football. They were overloading that midfield. They were having no problems pushing numbers forward. Um, but it, it they got punished because of it. And it's admirable that you look at Vancouver and they say, you know, we're not scared of LAFC. We can go play with them. We think we're just as good, right? That is an admirable strategy. But when the second half, then you get battered, you think, well, maybe it wasn't the right one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, things definitely changed there in that, in that second half. Um, now, obviously, like, you know, I think the good thing is like we saw like Buanga, he's, he's still continuing what he's doing. That first goal was just insane. Um, I know you also have Ryan Collinshead score a brace and, you know, off his like, I think both of them were off the set pieces, if I remember correctly. Um, and he's, he did that obviously a lot more last year than he's done it this year to score, score goals for LAFC. But I think you know, when you have other people score, score goals for you and then obviously Murillo as well with the header. Um, I think that's that's what that's what when you get a whole team effort involved in a game like this and they contribute. I think that's when LAFC, obviously, it's at its best, and especially from these set pieces because I think it's been a while that we've seen multiple multiple goals from set pieces from LAFC when we were so accustomed. I want to say last season when you know with a couple other players, you know, just being able to see that. And I think this is what this is the type of LFC that you want to see, and this is the type of LFC that you 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 hope to see for the playoffs because obviously they want they want to uh, be back to back champions. But th- there's there's so much going on. But I I think this was a perfect perfect first game for them. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And the set pieces obviously were the the big calling card there for LFC. Four of their five goals coming from set pieces. Uh, it was just a dominant performance. And I kind of wrote about that a little bit in my preview where I said, you know, Vancouver are not a very physical team, one of the least in MLS. And if you want to impose yourself on that team, set pieces are a hell of a way to do it, right? Uh, you can you can just physically dominate a team that way. And I think that LAFC showed that. And you think of the fact, well, Mark Dos Santos, of course, the man in charge of LAFC's set pieces and, and dissecting them and planning them all out. Well, he was the Vancouver Whitecaps head coach at one point, right? So he knows them a little bit uh, and knows the way that they tick, the things that they want to do. So he obviously has exploited it and uh, we'll looking, we'll be looking to do the same thing at BC Place. But yeah, as you say, it's, it's important to see a committee, right? Goals by committee. And I think that that's been crucial because in MLS play, Vela and, and Bowanga, obviously mainly Bowanga, but Vela too, have contributed to over 80% of LAFC goals. And when you see goals from Ryan Hollingshead, you see a goal directly from a corner from Bogush to, to Murillo that you know, neither are involved in. It's great to see those things because that's how LAFC are going to uh, get themselves forward. If they can get help from elsewhere besides Denny Bowanga and Carlos Vela, that is how they're going to potentially have a shot at repeating, like you say. So, yeah, also a, a cool note, in my opinion, that was Murillo's first goal since 2022 MLS Cup. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. You know, because he's, yeah. he's dealt with some injuries this season and, you know, he hasn't been able, you know, he hasn't been as um, on the field as much as I think LAFC would like would like him. And no, it's, it's good. To, it's good because he's a big body. Obviously, he has that height and for him to score. And also Chiqui Palacios with the goal, <laughs> with the celebrations. He did like the little smack, ma- smack the down. RKO, move yeah. yeah, the RKO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was funny. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Palacios, man. Those two are are funny guys. They have a great relationship. It's uh, fun to see them in their celebrations. And yeah, Ryan too, as you say, he's 
He's a goal scorer, man. He's the third highest goal scorer on the team now. Think about that. Really crazy, right? And uh, that is seven. Yeah, seven in all competitions, right? And you say it's like, oh, well, it seemed like last year was his goal scoring year. Well, he has just as many this year. It's just that they all have all come in the past two months, right? Five of his seven goals in all competitions have been in the last two months. So he's just been pouring it on at the end of the season. Um, ironically, since I told him about that Graham Zusi record, which, by the way, postseason goals don't count for, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, he was he's been killing it. And he said, you know, there's just a different confidence for him. Things have been going very well for him off the field. That translates to on the field. And uh, if you have that confidence flowing, it's only going to help out. Yeah, no, and I think and you make, you mentioned a great point. And I think also like this team is looking like they're having fun again. You know, mm-hmm. they're looking like they're having fun. And I think the last time, you know, a couple months, I think the RSL game when they lost to RSL, there was, there was just a lot, a lot going on with the club and just, you know, just they didn't look as, as confident. And I think after this win, you saw like, obviously, anytime you, you win like this, but like you see the camaraderie between the players, you see how much they really enjoyed playing with each other, scoring these goals, you know, obviously. And that's what you want to what you want to see and what you want to have in these playoffs. So, yeah, it's looking good. The next game is going to be, I was just looking here next week. I mean, next Sunday. Sunday. That is crazy. I didn't, I didn't realize how spread out these games were going to be, um, especially with the best of three series. That, that, that's insane. Yeah, it's very interesting because you go Saturday all the way to Sunday, and then game three would be Thursday, should it be necessary, back at BMO Stadium. Uh, yeah, weird scheduling all around for sure. But, you know, that also means that there's not really a need for rotation. You're going to have probably the same starting 11s going right back against each other. Um, and it's going to be interesting because that's not something we really see in football where you have to just go back again and again for the third straight game against Vancouver and potentially a fourth straight game against Vancouver uh, would be very interesting, right? Because LFC already put a, that same 11 back uh, in the first playoff game as they did on decision day. So, yeah, very similar looks that they're just going again and again against the same team. And yeah, it's it's very interesting. But no, the, the smile thing, I think, is a, a good point that you bring up because Sharondolo brought it up as well. It can be about repetition on the training field, but it's also about uh, having everybody smiling and happy on game day and enjoying their football. Um, that's what you know, Sharondolo said after the game. It's a game that we all played since we were kids, right? And that's what it should be. If you're enjoying it, that's, that's going to help. Uh, it's not the only thing. It's not all fun and games, Sharondolo said. But that that definitely helps, and he's been seeing it as of recently. Yeah, yeah. Just to I guess just to finish off that, once you're enjoying it, yeah, it's it's a whole different thing because all the work they've been putting in this season, you know, the training, like you said. Um, sometimes I feel like it could just be like seem repetitive, but you you want to be able to enjoy those moments when those moments are there, right? And seeing them having fun, and that that that's what really stood out to me. When I saw all those the celebrations and everything, like you know, because this team is <laughs> this team always scores goals, you know. But sometimes, I think you know the celebration and the camaraderie is what really the, stood out. And I think right? the Boanga and Vela celebration as well, just to add on there, yep. is you know v- Vela jumped into Boanga's arms. We talked, I think, a couple months ago about how is their relationship developing. It is it is there? They are loving yeah, yeah, yeah. each other. Yeah, no, obviously that, that that's what to me stood out. You know, it was obviously that celebration. I think that's the and then that's what I was referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing them too, because obviously early in the season there was look it looked like there was a little little riff right there, right? When uh Buanga missed him on the pass, uh and Vela's reaction. But I think all that you know, 
is forgiven. You look the other way, especially, you know, when, you, when you're looking to win a championship, you don't hold on to those things. And, you know, obviously they, they look they look like they're, you know, enjoying playing with each other, and which is the most important thing. Um, let's look a little bit about these scores around the league. Obviously, I know, I know you, you pay close attention. I think some of the ones that stood out, obviously, uh, Philadelphia beat New England 3-1. to one. Houston in a close one with uh, with RSL. They won two one. Cincinnati, man, Cincinnati's just been unreal this season. Three <laughs> zero. Uh, the biggest one was Kansas City being St. Louis four to one at their place. What yeah. What do you think of these other scores? Yeah, so some very interesting uh, games for sure. I think that you know there was maybe not as much of that sitting back that that we would have expected, but I think that. It has worked for the away teams. RSL uh, didn't get the win, right? But they were going 1-1 late into the game because they went in with a very defensive sit-back strategy. Try and hit on the counter. We're going to bring in our super subs uh, and try and make an impact in the second half. It worked out really, really well for them. Unfortunately, Amine Bossi said, no, I'm going to go and win this game for the Houston Dynamo. But it was uh, the best strategy, I think, for RSL and nearly, nearly got them through. Kansas City, on the other hand, that's exactly what they did. They went into St. Louis and said, we're going to make you hold the ball because you don't want the ball. We want the ball. But guess what? If we know that you don't want the ball, you want to hit on the counterattack and we force your possession. That makes things a lot more difficult for St. Louis City. We've seen that throughout the season. And uh, it in Sporting Kansas City hit on that counterattack once they got, uh, you know, the the one goal and then. You, you St. Louis immediately leveled the game, right? And you felt like, well, this is St. Louis, right? They they score one, and then they're going to score two more in the next 10 minutes, right? That's what they've been doing all season. But no, SKC go and respond. They go up 3-1 by halftime with an absolute banger from Gotti Kinda, by the way. And uh, yeah, just an incredible performance. I will say one thing. This actually makes me like the best of three slightly more. It, it is kind of the only positive I see from this best of three because I'm somebody who doesn't love the fact that a number one seed, clearly the best team in the Western Conference this year, would get knocked out because of one horrible performance, right? It was it was a dreadful performance from St. Louis. But I don't think that they should be knocked out because of one. I think I like the fact that they have a chance now to go to Kansas City, go and win that game and come back. They have it's a tough task to go and win two straight games, obviously, but they have a chance to redeem themselves from that very, very poor performance, which I do actually like in that sense um, for the for the higher seeds. Yeah, I, I still don't like it. I wish it was. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I still I still don't like it. I don't know. Um but yeah, if it's a two leg and I think, but also like the, this was my kind of like concern about St. Louis at the start of the year uh, or when they were getting hot. Right. I was like, how are they going to do in play in the playoffs? Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously they're lucky that this was, this was, this is the best of three, but I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm surprised that they got lost by that much, but I, I'm not, I'm not surprised that they lost. Cause we've seen like typically when your teams go, go in the playoffs and it's just, it's a different feel. The intensity is just a lot more. It's just a lot more, right? We even saw – I've even seen it when LAC – was it their first year in the playoffs? They lost to – I want to say RSO. I forgot yep. who they lost yep. in the, in the yep. first round. And they and they were a higher seed. I want to say they were the, the first or second seed, and they lost to RSO in that first round. Um, and I've seen this with, with the other teams. So I, I wanted to see how how they would do um, against the intensity. And I wouldn't be surprised now that they go to go, to go travel to, to Kansas City – that 
they may not come out of this, but I mean, they got the weapons to do it, but they, but they are lucky that it's, it's the best of three uh, because it was the best of two. It'd be kind of like an almost, mm. almost difficult task to come, to come back from that. But to your point, this does add a lot to the drama and it's like incitement, right? It's going to, it's going to tune you in to, to the next games. Um, and we'll have, we'll have to see how these play out uh, with that. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a good set of games. Obviously to, Today there's Orlando versus Nashville and then Seattle versus Dallas. Obviously, if LAFC yeah. win, they got to go up, go up and play Seattle. Um, I think that obviously you you don't want to overlook Vancouver. There's still another game to play. Um, all right, you still got to go up to Canada and go play one more game. But I think that that Seattle game is gonna is gonna be it. It's gonna be if they're gonna they got to get through Seattle and we we know LAFC in the playoffs against Seattle has not been good <laughs> overlooking Dallas there too uh no true I, I, true I, true I, I, I am no, overlooking no, I Dallas but I Dallas it, is on the road Seattle <laughs> Seattle huge Seattle huge favorites there I think as well Orlando Nashville a lot closer actually to me I think that's going to be uh, a great one I picked Nashville in my bracket um but no it's it's a great point you make about St. Louis because it's easy to play when everybody expects you to lose right and that's been kind of how they came into the season no expectations it's it's easy to just play free-flowing football when there's no expectations on your back. But now that all the expectations are loaded onto you to go and win the game, you're expected to go and not only win the game, but but control the game. Uh, it's a whole different mentality going to the game. And uh, yeah, St. Louis couldn't handle it in game one. Now they're going to have to go and try and deal with it in an away stadium in game two. going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, look, guys, short part today. Um that's all we had. That's all the time we had today. Uh, anything else you'd like to add before we let you go, Justin? No, I don't think so. Just yeah, tune into these uh, other MLS playoff games. I think that it's going to be really entertaining. If you want to support MLS, show uh, show Apple that you'd rather watch MLS playoffs than uh, the World Series. <laughs> that's true. Lot, lots going, lot, lots going on uh, today and, and this week of sports. Um, but yeah, you guys enjoyed. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, happy Halloween. Obviously, if you're celebrating on Tuesday, don't be like no fun, Justin, and don't celebrate or don't go out. You know, don't make sure to give candy to the kids that come up to your door. You know, if you dress up, you know, I applaud you. It's always it's always more fun when you dress up and, and, and you look a little like a fool a little bit. You know, you don't, you don't have to go out all out, but it's fun. You know, it's, it's the holidays. It's the holiday season. Why not? I do have one parting note. Manchester is blue. <laughs> and he will go as Jack Grealish on Tuesday, as, as you can see here. Love it. <laughs> All right, for Justin, this is Jill. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.